Hello everyone, this is Will. This is Alex. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Come Out at Night. Oh, doctor, doctor. Mostly. You ever have those weird, like, kind of nightmarish dreams where you, like, like, everything seems kind of messed up and... You're stuck in, like, some sort of weird place. No one's acting really normal and, like everything's kind of just like not dream it's dream logic yeah not the way it should be like it you know like a feet like what they call fever dream you know where everything is just kind of like really messed up and you have no idea what's going on you're kind of disoriented the whole time well we would just watch the film version (laughs) of that um if you have a phobia or a fear of hospitals or you've had a nightmare of being stuck in a hospital this is this is probably your movie. I'm not going to lie, this got the creep vibes going pretty pretty well just because it's again, I like I said it's like disorienting. It's like you know how in like if you've ever seen like Rosemary's Baby, like everyone's acting weird, but because of the ending, like you know why you, get everyone, why. you know why is everyone's acting weird. I won't spoil it if you haven't no. if you haven't seen it cuz that's a big one. <laughs> um but it's like that where it's like everyone's just acting weird for no reason. And then sometimes in movies, except for this one, you get the big reveal of why everyone's acting so strange. No, in this movie, it's the seasoning on the steak. No, this one, it's like it doesn't bother explaining that. But you know what? That's okay because it's just they don't need to explain it. Because you got a 90-minute ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird fever dream slasher film. And it's fantastic because we love slashers. Yes. It's like probably (laughs) one of our favorite, like genres of horror because it's always guaranteed it's to al- entertain it, it's always good like even the uh, i think you were even mentioning before we watched this even the bad ones there's always something happening because by nature of the genre people have to die things have to happen yes you can't and, just be a uh, you can't just be a normal boring like not like because we've all seen horror movies where nothing happens well in most slasher movies they understand that you have to have a lot of momentum because, because this killer presumably likes killing people so he just is like he or she is like literally just one after the other just like you know just slaughtering people so you know that like most of your cast by the end of the movie is dead because in a sla- when you're making a slasher movie you want a high kill count and by that it's got to be inter- in because it's of that be entertaining, but it's no- going to be entertaining 90 minute bangers like this it's like, great <laughs> I don't know. It's entertaining as hell. It just gets us, and we liked it. Tonight we watched X-Ray. X-Ray. Or what What was the emergency massacre or something the like that? The print on Amazon said hospital massacre, hospital but massacre, IMDb right. and everything else says X-Ray. They both make sense, to be honest, so I guess it doesn't yeah. matter what you refer to this movie as. Um, I like X-Ray. It's just a- X-Ray simple. works better just because it's simple. and Hospital like... Massacre sounds like... You know what? Hospital Massacre reminds me too much of, like, you know, that garbage that we watched, like, fucking Meat Cleaver Massacre or yeah. fucking Another Son of Sam. It except, reminds me too much of that. Except if you're going, like, a Meat Cleaver Massacre, it wouldn't be set in a hospital, and there'd be had nothing to do with, the, with, yeah. with anything with a hospital. It would be set at, like, a that'd fucking be, old folks' home or something. And there'd be, like, no doctors whatsoever. No, it'd be, like, one death and nothing. Yeah. Because meat, nothing movie? Because Meat Cleaver Massacre is a... Is a fucking rip-off. ...steaming pile of ass. But no, this... No, it's, trust me, there is hospital shit. 
there is a lot of hospital shit, and, um, like, I don't know, like, by this point, we've just become the ramble channel, because, like, we just, there's too many movies in the 80s that we've just, like, we just want to, like, just go over, but, like... We just want to gush. We just want to gush about them, because, again, this movie just kind of gets us, and it gets our kind of... It's my aesthetic. It's weird, because, like, I love movies like Rosemary's Baby, or, like, stuff where, like, like kind of cerebral stuff where it's like you have no fucking idea and it disorients you the whole time. And then, and then, you know, it kind of reveals why everyone's acting weird. But like, I like that kind of like paranoia, like, uh, horror where it's just, it kind of like, it's almost like, yeah, the person in the movie is getting gaslit, but you're getting gaslit too, because the audience is getting no fucking idea what the hell is going on in this movie. And you're just like, why is everyone acting the way they're acting? And this, I like how this movie doesn't answer that. No, it's just, it's seasoning. Yes. It's flavor. Because, like, you could just have a 90-minute movie with slashings, with killings, and that would still be, like, fun. But then you'd have, like, all the scenes without the killing. But in this movie, it's like they took all those scenes without murders in them and just sprinkled in weird shit. Well, yeah, it's weird. It's like you get this slasher movie and then, like, sprinkled in when when he's not killing people is literally just, like, this weird paranoia horror. Yeah. Like, hospital horror. Where everything's off. Where everything's fucked up and she keeps seeing the weirdest shit. And stuff that would never happen in, like, an actual hospital. No, this is, like, this well, movie is, like, is, like, a, the worst hospital I've ever <laughs> It's like if you go into, a, like, a haunted house and yeah. they have, like, a hospital section. Oh, yeah. It's, like, kind of like that kind of shit where you see just fucked up shit all the time. Everyone's acting strange. They're following you around. Standing it's all, like, too close to you. It's all dark like, and you know, dingy. Yeah. Like, like things are, are fucked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, like, you know, even, like, uh, like, haunted houses that are set around, like, a hospital theme. Like, the waiting line where all the actors are just, like, trying to, like kind of creep you out for the like actual haunt it's kind of like that it's like this whole movie is like that it's it's like a haunted house that you go through the hospital section yes stretched it, stretched to 90 minutes it's great but then they put in if a guy like literally murdering murdering like everyone in the fucking hospital yes and then you have a guy that murders like pretty much everybody yep and is slowly stalking you. It's great. So yeah, so think of like a haunted house where a slasher is actually fucking stalking you while killing li- literally everyone in his path. <laughs> so, um, in a nutshell, that's actually what the movie's about. Like this is gonna be kind of like the ramble, the ramble channel. This is um, um I mean, uh, this also fits in because um, Valentine's Day was not too long ago. It's true. And this is a Valentine's Day horror because. The holiday is very prominent in the film. For the first time in a long time, I was single on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, fuck love. I mean, this is This like is your great. movie. This is great, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm a very cynical person on, when it comes to love right now. So This is your this film. Is, this is my film. This is what I needed in my life, okay? <laughs> um, An 80s uh, sleazeball movie. 80s sleazeball Valentine's Day fucking slasher movie. This um, is great. Because, um, I mean, the basic setup is just, like, I mean, it happens right in the intro, where, like, there's, like, this girl. She goes in for, like, a, like, a, so she went in for some tests. Well, no, I talk about the very beginning, 
because the very beginning oh the very beginning yeah that's right where it's you... like when it's like these kids and this girl is like with this kid at his house and they're playing with like a train set and there's like this kid watching through the window he leaves a little valentine's day like envelope for her on the door she gets it and then she's like "Ooh, it's harold and they all laugh at him they all laugh and then, and then he... she goes in the other room to cut a cake and then she goes back cut a cake with way too fucking big of a the knife biggest like a scimitar they almost make make you think she's the slasher at the beginning she like she 100%. like she like weirdly grabs the they do it on purpose biggest knife ever they do it on purpose and like stabs it into the fucking cake they do it on purpose 100 yeah, percent. and she gets like the cake she gets the slice and then she goes back into the room with the train set and the other kid is now like impaled on like a fucking coat rack mm-hmm. and the other kids in the window just laughing fast forward to modern day which is the movie is it's valentine's day this woman goes to a hospital to get what is just she just wants to get her fucking test results yep that's and it the doctor's gonna give her the test results and everything's gonna be fine because there's nothing wrong with her but nope but no because what happens is the slasher mixes up her files and like to keep her at the hospital convinces everyone that she's like super fucking sick like she cannot leave or she will die she's like a ticking time bomb she could die at any moment and they want to keep her for tests and uh, all these tests and stuff and he won't let her leave the hospital because he wants to get no to one yeah and while getting to her in the meantime everyone else in the hospital he murders he's them. just getting murdered now, like, I think we should talk about her character for a minute because she has like a like an ex husband who's a total asshole that never goes anywhere. Like, we it's, see a couple scenes of him, like, I mean, it's kind of neglecting the dog. So she has a it's a, a slasher. She has an ex husband and a daughter. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, like, it's a slasher, so it's kind of like it's a red herring, basically. Yeah. Because the, the ex is a total dickhead, and like, he's always like has this like fucking switchblade knife that he uses to like carve a fucking oranges but he, he like he's constantly like leaving the daughter and it's like it kind of like builds up that paranoia of like oh is he the murderer because basically I- every every single fucking like male character in this film except for her like actual fiance is like suspicious basically yes. again because as a slasher movie, we have to have like red herrings, and this this gets it. So every fucking character, every male character is something's off. Yeah, okay, everything's off. Right. Because yeah, the fucking ex is all weird and like distant and a total dickhead, and always has this fucking knife on him, and it's like I would say the kid is like the only the kid and the woman are like the only two normal people in the entire movie. Yes, they're the only normal people, especially um the woman's the only normal person at the fucking hospital. Yes. So she goes for this checkup like the new boyfriend drops her off and he's just like and she's just like it just be a few minutes oh boy it, not a few minutes it's like two hours and he's just sleeping in the car it, it goes from day to night and but we'll get many it. bodies later well and like you know he waits this two hours and then goes in and then realizes everything's fucked up and yeah. like Tries to figure everything out, like, tries to confront the doctor, but then does nothing to defend her when they're, like, taking her back and, like, no. thinking she's all crazy. Because the thing is, like, no one actually tells him or her what's actually wrong with her. Right. We kind of get the implication that she's got some, like, insane 
brain disorder because they keep because every time like some crazy shit happens in the movie they're just like oh it's just she's having another like she's having a, a seizure she's just having another hallucination so yeah. she's had so it's like she's got some weird fucking brain thing because they keep looking at this x-ray and the best way i can describe the actual x-ray is like it's like an x-ray of like a head but there's like worms that's the best way i can describe it yeah like gummy worms like take a brain and like overlay some gummy worms on it that's what it looks like so well and then it's also like something about her like heart it's like a chest x-ray and it's like something about her heart where she's like could like like i said she could like they they think she fatal can die at like any yeah. moment um well i mean i guess in a slasher movie you can die at any moment so little did they know um but yeah, so that's like the basic setup. It's like her, it's literally just her going in for a checkup and things go wrong. Everything. Everything goes wrong. And we get lots of crazy imagery. I do wonder if there's like a an HD version of this there somewhere. There is. So if you know Shout Factory, yeah. they actually have a Blu-ray version Lit. of this. Because so. it's a very good looking movie. Yes. But the version we watched is definitely like older. So yeah. it's not quite like cleaned up. Yeah, I'd but be interested I'm actually like I would be interested in watching the Blu-ray version. I would love of to this. see like what an HD rip of this looks like. Because the visuals are pretty fucking cool in this. There's some really like interesting lighting effects going on. There's good lighting, there's lots of like good like it's good cinematography because they filmed it in an actual hospital. Oh, yeah. Like, and they're getting their fucking money's when worth. And you can tell it was filmed at night. The whole thing was filmed at night um, because, like... What a fucking relief. Yeah. It's on location. It's at night. There's no day for night at what all. What a fucking relief. And it's, like, it's weird because they only, they only seem to, like, light certain rooms and certain things. So it's, like, very dark, but you can still, know, like, tell what's yeah. going on. Um, but it's also like big on like atmosphere because none of the room, cause I mean, like if you've ever been to a hospital, even at night, it's lit bright the fuck up. Yes. Like actual hospitals are brightly lit the fuck up. This Whereas in this, it's like, it's just barely lit. Even like the doctor's offices, like they're like, it's I like swear like to one God, lamp. all their, all their lamps are on like dim. Yeah. And it's like, it's dark as fuck in every single office. Yeah. Well, there's, like, this one scene where there's, like, three doctors in one room, and they're going over, like, the x-rays, and it's, like, the way they film it is, like, there's, like, a single light, and it's, like, emanating from, like, below them. So, it just, it, it just looks very, like, sinister. Well, yeah, it's weird. Like, this whole movie gives off a sinister vibe. Like, yeah. everyone's, like, out to oppress this woman. Um. okay, well... It's very oppressive. We need... Because, like... So, here's the thing. Like, everyone in the hospital is crazy. There's there's the fucking guy who's just wandering around drunk. Yes, and he's like, like hitting a, on all the women. He's hitting on all the women, and he's just stumbling around with like a fucking bottle of liquor. There's like a part where she's like trying to, she's like talking on the phone, like calling like her daughter, like asking how things are, and like this guy just walks up behind her, just kind of stands there, just staring at her, which is actually the director. Yep, our fucking legend put him in the movie. Well, there's so the, like, oh, there's another part which I love where, like, it's just a, it's just a fucking throwaway shot of like some guy being wheeled in, on like a gurney, and his head is just like, 
shaking. Like, yeah. if you've ever seen, like, Jacob's Ladder, that's kind of what he looks like. Yep. <laughs> then there's, like, three old older oh, yeah. ladies that are, like, she's, like, in a, the same room with when they're, like, keeping her there. Um, there's three older ladies that keep, like, roaming the halls and acting, like, super strange. There's, like, a really religious one. There's one that's calling her, like, like bad blood and she's, she's got like, like she's cursed yeah like her bones are falling apart her blood's and, and then there's dark. one that's like doesn't talk at all yeah and then there's like random things where she'll like go into a room when she's trying to get out and like there's like three dudes like crammed together oh yeah and they they're all like, like <laughs> broken bones and they're all shaking when she turns on the light it reminds me of the ending of uh fucking it's a mad mad world yes when they're all in the hospital and their legs are all like broken and they're all like hanging in casts yes and they start laughing and but this is like the horror version of that yeah and it like it looks it actually looks cool and it like gives off the like horror vibe pretty well my favorite actual horror like thing is like when basically the husband the fiance is getting the fucking big big epic bamboozle is he's like waiting outside the doctor's office because the main so doctor told him like i'll tell you what's happened just wait outside my yeah, office so he goes in and she gets like restrained by these two nurses and the fucked up doctor that's like keeping her there um because he thinks like something's really wrong with her she's got some head disorder <clears throat> and so he tells her to go he tells the boyfriend to go wait outside his office because he's gonna tell him everything and he waits there and it's he's the only one there and then like the fucking um the like announcement like there's like a megaphone goes off and it's like will the person like waiting on floor eight please answer the phone yeah and he looks around and he's like yeah i'm the only answer the phone like i'm the only person here and we just hear him like talking to somebody yeah, and, and, he's like, and he's like, go to room 911. He's okay. like, go to room 911. Okay. Take the, take the service stairs. Okay. So he takes the service stairs, runs into the drunk guy, goes up, and like the whole floor is just dark and dingy and smoky. And like he runs into the three women and they're all like, are you Dr. So-and-so? And and they're like, no, it can't be. It can't be Dr. So-and-so. And they just kind of keep walking. Like the whole thing is very very surreal this is probably my favorite like death scene i think well it's just like of, like the setup is so like strange well that and you get the payoff yes because he keeps walking it's all very surreal and he just like like the room numbers keep like counting up kind of mm-hmm. until he gets to room 911. he walks in there it's all dark the only thing in the room is like those like hospital like dividers yeah and the, a light just turns on. And you see some guy wheel into the... And you just see a, a person in, like, a wheelchair just, like, wheel into the light. The lighting is very selective in this movie. Yes. Like, they knew exactly what they were doing. And so a voice starts talking, like, all, like, creepy, like, do you know her? Like, is she your mistress? Do you touch her in all you... her secret places? Mm-hmm. And then he goes around. He's, he's like, like, what are you kind of talking joke? about? He goes around and it's like a an orderly with his like with a knife with a knife. It's the into his chest. It's a woman that he killed earlier. Yes, and the guy like walks up behind him with like it's like that like hospital like saw. It's 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 a skull saw. So basically, what they do what it is, it's like it's a saw that's strong enough yeah. to cut through bone. And he comes up behind him with that, and he starts cutting his like throat. But the way we see it is just like. Through the, like, silhouetted, like, um, divider. And it's just the blood spraying onto it. And then that scene ends. And then the woman's, like, in her hospital bed, sleeping, 
presumably. And we see a guy walk in. Well, first we get like a long panning shot of all the beds. And every single bed in the room is completely empty. Yep, because we know these old biddies walk around all over the place. So the whole place is completely empty and it goes to her and then goes to the hallway and we see the guy walk I mean, in with see, a present. Well, you see two like like f- two feet that are covered in the fucking the hospital dust thing. guards yeah. or whatever. And he like sets a box on her nightstand and I'm like, it's going to be his fucking head. Yeah, because like, we've like, seen the movies. I mean, like we've this. seen slasher movies. We know. We've seen The Godfather. Like, <laughs> it's going to be his fucking head. And it is. She opens it and it's the fucking fiance's head. She goes like running around through the hallways and like there's no one anywhere to help her. And all of a sudden out of the elevator pops the fucking doctor again. No, she because she or runs, no, not she in runs into but... like a room and like barricades it with um with like a chair. Right. And then she runs into the corner and like is waiting and they the doctor The actual doctor like busts in and is and she's telling them like like there's his head and like all this stuff and they're just like oh you're just having another like attack. So they take her to her room and it's a fucking like cake now. Yeah, it's like it's still sealed up. And and, these... and, and the three biddies are in yep, the room now. The three older ladies are in the room now. And they open and it up and it's just a cake. Back to normal. And so they restrain her. And then they restrain her and say like we, we have to do a surgery. But I think before But we that go... like whole sequence is fantastic. I think that is a perfect segue into talking about the deaths in the movie. Yes. Um, because we need to go over all the deaths. It's we a slasher movie. It's so. a slasher movie. We need to go over this. You have your typical fare where it's like a couple fake outs and then they meet their end by just a knife. I think but, um, like, there's some really cool fucking ones here. Because we are in the 80s. We're going to have a lot of slashers. I think every time we do a review, we need to go over so all the deaths yeah so the first one is just a lady she gets a knife technically the first one's the kid in the beginning well yeah so the second one is the lady she gets like a knife in her while like investigating a well no so this woman is um it's important because this is the woman who's actually her doctor Yes. And she's going with like the files to some weird this is when he does like the switcheroonie yeah because he kills her after a bunch of fake outs he stabs her to death. It's not like an exciting death because it's just him stabbing her. I mean, there is blood flying everywhere. Well, yeah, but a, like, yeah, a pretty. All like, the deaths are pretty gory. I'm not gonna lie. They're, they're pretty, pretty bloody, fucking violent. Um, but yeah, he stabs her and like blood, and he switches out the files. Yep. Then there's a janitor who goes up to that room. Well, and this is like the main trope of. I would say this is probably the only trope in the movie. Is like they always have the thing where it's like the person gets murdered, then the person, the other person finds the murdered person and then gets fucking murdered. Yes, because that actually happens like a quite a bit in this movie. More than once, yes. Yes, which is fine. Because um, I mean, look, I don't. However, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a way t- for more people to get murdered in a slasher movie. However, so I can't <laughs> complain. I'm just saying that is like what the setup. Is. However, you got to boost your body count is fine. And with they me. do it, and it's fine. It's not annoying. I'm just saying yeah. that's probably the only trope if there was one. Well, because he movie. walks in and like he walks into that room and there's blood everywhere, and there's like this like earlier we saw it was a mannequin. I don't like again with the fucking like nightmare stuff because it's it's literally a whole room that is just mannequins covered in drapes and a single filing cabinet 
quick side note, I think it's great that they filmed the, at an abandoned hospital because, like, it gives off that fucking creepy-ass vibe. Well, they it, go for that because every time, like, th- there's not a lot of people, like, at the hospital. No. And again, like, every person at the hospital is off. It's just, it, it, it like, it takes advantage of the fucking setting to its full effect. Yep. And so our dude goes and like it's a mannequin still, but like it's like but a, there's blood everywhere. But he sees like he opens it up and we think like oh it's not going to be a mannequin this time. It's the woman. No, he it's takes a off the tarp. Paint can. It's a paint can. Fake so out. He goes but, to put it away, but he goes and opens the fucking locker, and now the woman's hanging from her feet in the locker. And then he runs out and finds a doctor. Yeah, our dude, because he runs into a room with a sink filled with citric acid. Well, because he's like, the guy's like, he runs to the guy's like, or, no, doctor, like. Phos- what is it, phosphoric acid? It's whatever, something. Whatever acid deteriorates your skin. Because basically, he runs into this, he runs into our killer. I, I'm being dumb. I can't remember the acid that they fucking, it's like well, a, I in have... a bunch of horror movies, and I can't remember the name of the fucking acid. I'm not a doctor, Well, I can't. It's I some can't kind you. of fucking acid that they fucking d- it can dissolve skin and bone. But our killer um, dunks the, this poor man's face into this acid. And then after he dunks his face into the acid, he goes and like beats up a fucking wall. Yes. Because this movie is totally normal. And um, then like the next death is a woman who's writing up a report. A report on the it's, main it's, character. It's the second test they did after they like think she's crazy. So they do a second test to she confirm gets com- a second test where she gets completely naked. Yes. And our doctor, it's the pervious checkup. It's like the rapiest checkup I've ever seen. And like, it's, it's, it's strange because this movie's strange. Well, in the best way, it's a Canon movie. That's all I'm going to tell so you. So he like feels up on like places <laughs> that should not be felt up on, on in a checkup. He like disrupts well, yeah. her. She, no, she gets in the fucking hospital moo right? And then she sits down and the guy's like, like, just no, just take it off completely. Yeah. He and then he just like, her. he pokes at like every inch of her body. And, like puts the stethoscope on every like really close to certain parts of her body. And then takes a blood test and then, you know, there's some sums up with her. Yeah, so. But, yeah, he gives the the woman who's actually writing up the report on the test. Because, obviously, the blood test is going to say, oh, there's nothing wrong with her. Right, she's totally fine. But while she's writing this up and, like, a woman comes in and is like, hey, like, do you. Let's go for coffee. And, and she's, she's like, like, no, no I got to finish this. this up. So she, like, hears a Well, noise. she opens, like, I didn't even catch this because I'm a fucking idiot. But. She opens, like, a fucking, like, closet and, like, puts some stuff away. And then when she closes the door, the killer is, like, right there. Yeah. And then he kills her. Like, he sta- like he stabs her and stuffs her in, like, the closet. And then a- her friend comes back. Oh, yeah. Oh, he also, like, switches out the fucking... Of course, he switches the blood test because he, he wants the fucking report. people to think she's fucking sick. That she's got super cancer. Yeah, super um, cancer and a mental disorder. So the w- woman who was wanting to go for coffee comes back in and like opens the closet and sees the dead body, and then she starts running away and then runs into our guy and is like, "Doctor, help me!" And then he has like these like medical like tubes, and he just chokes her. And fucking, like, puts her on a fucking wheelchair and just yeets her into a closet. 
I thought he did that with the guy. What guy? Remember the like the goofy dude, the fucking like the there was another murderer that's I swear to god it was a guy that he put into a fucking wheelchair and shit. No, he put the woman in the wheelchair. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Um he does the switcheroony though because later on when he kills the fiance, the person in the wheelchair is the first woman who was writing up the report. Yeah. Because she's got the knife sticking out of her chest. Right. Um we also forgot to mention that there's like a quick scene where after he killed the first two pe- the first two people in the hospital, we see him wheeling like a big like like a wheelbarrow full of bodies. And and like it's kind of like lit dimly, so you think like, oh, it's like fucking mannequins. But then there's like a close up and they're all bloody, so he just chopped them up and is so wheeling them to the trash. Then we get like uh I like the surgeon's uh death too. Yeah. Oh, because like um, the mustache guy. Because yeah, after this, um, it's the fiance gets his head cut off. And then the doctor goes to talk to the surgeon about like they're because they're like this like think group and they're all like wondering what they should do and everything. They're thinking like she's gotten so bad we might have to operate. Well, and then so yeah, then we get our surgeon guy and he's going to like check out um her X-ray and see like. And he's kind of like putting on gloves and you think like. Maybe he's, he's the to, killer. He's getting ready to operate or something. So he puts up the x-ray of her brain, her fucked up brain, and, like, just blood splashes well, onto he, we it. Well, we just see him, like, staring at it for, like, 30 seconds. But then, yeah, like, it's like a shot of the x-ray, and just, like, someone throws <laughs> blood on it. It cuts back to him, and there's a knife sticking out of his throat. And he and he's like sliding down down as the knife is cutting the fabric the of fabric the behind him. It's great. It is good. It's a good one. We get uh the sleaze the main like yeah the main like sleaze ball fucking doctor. I'm surprised they did this one. I thought he wasn't going to die. I didn't expect him. Well, to die. I mean, I mean, you know, I didn't expect him to die until maybe like the very end. The last death. Like, or I thought they were gonna do that thing where it's like he finally realizes that she was right the whole time and then fucking gets and then, murdered. Yeah. Um, no, not quite. No, they don't because do that. he is uh, again with the fucking dream nightmare logic. Mm-hmm. He's in the archive room, which is like a dark, dingy fucking dungeon room that has no lights in it. <laughs> and it's just boxes upon boxes it's upon boxes It's just boxes, boxes stacked, stacked to the ceiling of boxes. Yeah. And he's in there with a flashlight. And, like, he gets a... Fu- and he's in there and, like, hears a noise. And the killer's in there and he like stabs him in like the back of his head with a hatchet. Yes. Cause at this point the woman's like roaming around the hospital. Cause she's trying, trying to, to escape, figure out how to get out of here. Yeah. Cause she knows she saw the fucking head. She knows something's up. So she, we also don't forget the last death by the killer. I want to save the killer's death for last. Yes. We're going to save last... that for the last like, big bang But the last actual death by the killer is the most weird, insane shit. Because it comes out of literally nowhere, and this actually, like, this looks like something you'd see in, like, a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Like, a haunted house show you'd go to. Because this, there's, like, this doctor walking through the hallway, and she's walking and walking, and then she looks forward, and we see, like, it's, like, this hallway, and there's just this guy, like, T-posing. With a walking, sheet. He's walking through the hallway, T-posing with a sheet. 
So you just get this like sheet going through the I'll hallway. Admit, it looks cr- creepy and cool. It's but fucking like, weird as hell. It looks so creepy, but it, it, I mean, it's effective. I just don't know why the fuck anyone would do this. I don't know why anyone it. would do this. I don't know why anyone would come up with this. For a slasher movie. I mean, it's effective because the lighting's great, but like... But like fuck. I said, it looks like something you would see like at a haunted house show. Yes, absolutely. But she just sees it and like it's just like this guy like and he starts like running, like T-posing with his sheet. And then he runs up to her and like wraps it around her and takes like the biggest fucking like syringe on the planet and stabs her and then just like walks away. And then, and then she, we just like, see, like, her, like, wrapped in this fucking white sheet like a ghost. She crumples to the ground. And that's it. And she's dead. I don't know. I don't know. All the deaths are pretty fucking it's great. awesome. Um, like it's I fun. Sa- like I said, really, like, have to highlight the um, boyfriend getting it because, like, that setup, though, is pretty great. Well, that whole, like, 10-minute sequence is great yeah and then the surgeon with the knife through the throat and like yeah slowly going down and cutting open the like the divider thing because that was that was unexpected yes it's pretty well done um now should we talk about the end yeah i'm sure i'll i'm sure i'll remember something after we mention this but yes because basically i swear to god there was one more death that we're forgetting, no. but I can't remember. That's it. What? I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking about, dude. I don't I'm, know. I'm sure there's some scene that's like in the back of your fucking lizard brain. There has to be you're just, somewhere. I don't, I don't fucking know. You'll remember. I have no idea. But, um, because so, basically, during all of this, during the whole movie, there's one person at the hospital who's normal. One. Yes. One fucking person. There's this one doctor that's pretty normal. And I should have fucking noticed. I should have noticed it because but I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. But they did a big fucking thing. Because the kid at the very beginning, his name is Harold. And the single nice doctor. Named Harry. His name is Harry. He's the only nice person. And he's the one who's like... He investigates the files with the woman. Yep, he tells he, her she's not crazy. That you need to get out of here. There's something crazy going on. And then after that, he vanishes from the whole movie. Yep. But at the end, she finds him. And she sees... And, and basically, we find out that he's the killer. Oh, can we talk about that tense... Kind of tense scene where, where she behind, goes... Where she's next to the elevator? She goes to yep. the elevator and tries to call it. Sorry, basically, I, we'll get back to the ending. Because like, there's a part where after like all this shit, they give her like a drug to take to go to sleep. And she takes it and like takes the drink. And then the nurse leaves and we find out that she didn't actually take the drug. This is before she gets restrained. But she but. tries to run away. And she's like running through all the hallways. Everything's empty. She goes to the elevator. She's like... This is the this hospital is the slowest fucking elevator on the planet. She presses it and like nothing happens, and then she sees like the footsteps, like a shadow coming so down the hall. She runs behind one of the dividers. She runs behind one of the dividers, and we just hear like heavy breathing. Yep. And, and just this guy that walks like a fucking like Mister Roboto mm-hmm. walks up to the elevator, just hey, hey. and she drops the lighter, and then he like just Mister Roboto. 
He does just, a fucking 90 degree turn. I love it because it's like you can clearly see her through the divider, right? But like he doesn't even look well, into the divider. You can't really see her through it, but if he just took his eyeballs and just pointed them at the ground, he would see like the feet and Cause, her like... Because she's trying mm. to desperately get the lighter. Because basically it, it's like right in his way, like he's about to step on it. And right before he steps on the lighter, like, she moves it out of the way. Yeah. And he just, like, walks straight, and then the elevator bell dings, and he does a fucking 180-degree turn. I like how he 180 degrees in the opposite direction to where she he could see her. Yes. Because if he turned the other way, he would totally see her, like, because he's taller than the fucking, like, the divider. So he'd see her right there, because she yeah. was looking at him the whole time. But no, he um he turns right around... And goes away and goes on the elevator. Yes. So now we can talk about the ending because she's still restrained at this point. And so um, he like creeps into the room after murdering everyone. We get like a POV shot of him walking in there. And he like he takes her and like we see him drag her into an elevator and he takes her up to like the the coveted i don't know why he's trying to keep her mouth shut at this point there's like literally no one alive that can tell anything the the one or two people in still at the hospital could hear it apparently well the biddies maybe but the biddies that's but, it but they do save her in a way we get to that what they do. um but um so he takes he... her to the coveted creepy ninth floor now okay so there's this operating room and the way they set this up is that it's pitch black in there, except, except for, for one light above, like, the operating table. And so it's just, like, this faraway shot of him putting her in this operating table, and he, like, he puts her in there, and... The coolest shot in the movie is when he puts her on there and then, like, adjusts the light while still holding her, and it, like, it looks, like, it looks so cool because it's, like pretty horrific it's like him like holding her down while like adjusting this light and she's like just to shine it like yeah. right on her face and she's like laying down and it, it looks it, it it's well set up cinematic yes it's very cinematic but she ends up taking off his mask and, and she it, sees it's um she's like harry he's like no it's harold you should known it's harold and it shows like the flashback, the flashback of him murdering of the fucking child and then he takes this like f- and and she's like what do you want and he's like what i've always wanted and he takes this like weird looking surgical knife and he says your heart and he's going and going and then the, t- the three biddies walk in and they're like dr jacobs is it dr jacobs and he the woman over. takes the fucking like it takes like a fucking uh, uh, the longest like surgical knife i've ever seen in my life it looks like a carving knife yeah it, it, like a fucking jo- a long like foot long carving knife and just stabs him in like the stomach and runs away she likes she likes big knives she cannot lie no okay listen this this whole movie i mean she uses the biggest fucking knife on the planet to cut a cake and then uses the biggest fucking surgical knife on the planet to fucking stab him you know what it's true it's keeping with her personality she loves big knives like get her a machete and she's happy yeah just the biggest fucking buoy knife you can find it's no it's fucking huge and our guy spends like 90% of the chase scene just shuffling around with like this, bleeding this out. giant knife in him 
it's just bleeding out everywhere. She she runs up the stairs and she runs to like the roof. Well, first she runs into like a room that I can best describe as like the weirdest like closet in the planet because it's just like like beakers. Oh right, yeah. There's a bunch of jars. There's a bunch of beakers, beakers and shit, everywhere. and then he like kind of like catches her. I'm wondering if it was like a testing lab, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. It's fine. Atmosphere. But she tries to get up like this ladder into like an attic. I I don't know, I don't know where it goes to. But you know what's up there? A flammable liquid. The only jar of flammable liquid on the entire shelf. It's great. But it's, you know, there's literally only one jar well, on it's the fine shelf. Because we got a we get a Convenient. close up. We get a close up of the warning label, and she spills it on our guy. He like and backs up, and she like runs. She runs away, away and then she runs up to the roof. And there's, like, this, like, rope there. So she closes the door to the roof and, like, puts, the ro- puts like, the rope around it to tie it closed. Yeah. And the guy runs up there, tries to open it, and he sees the fucking door is closed by the rope. And so he pulls out the fucking, the epic fucking carving knife. Yep, and saws the rope. And then she's, like, hiding. And he's, like, stumbling around, and he has the knife with him. And he, like, walks past her because he doesn't see her. And she picks up this giant fucking pipe and just brings it down on him. She beats the shit out of him and the tree is walking away. And he catches her, gets on top of her, and then they, they, the fucking, they start, they do a close-up of her lighter on the ground. And you know. you know what's going to happen. So he's trying to stab (laughs) her. She's struggling with one arm and, like, she reaches over with the other and, like, it's, like, like, classic, like, just barely, just barely missing reach it. it and then she finally gets a hold of it lights him on fucking fire he's like running around all fucking <laughs> on fire he's still now i have to appreciate his dedication as a slasher because he still chases her well yeah because she's he like doesn't try and like put the fire out no no he's no chasing her the whole time no she's like standing next to like the edge of the roof and he's and like he... he's like nimbling towards her they do this like thing where he or he's like trying to catch her and she's like moving like out of the way and then she moves out of the way and he fucking our our filmmakers did my favorite thing my favorite thing of all time which is they lit a dummy on fire and it it was some like intern's job to fucking throw a dummy off a roof and we just get a shot of a dummy just flying flailing a a dummy on fire flailing through the air smacks the ground smacks into the ground on fire and then after that like we just get a shot of her back in like the clothes that she started the movie with hugging her kid and her like bitch ass husband is just kind of standing there like eh. yeah end movie um that him on fire chasing her have you seen that viral video where they it's kind of older now but there's like the couple and like the guy starts getting tased and he's like, I'm gonna get you bitch. <laughs> and like, as he's like getting tased to the ground, that's like, <laughs> they kind of, <laughs> I don't know why I was just reminded of that video, but like <laughs> him like being so dedicated to like killing her that he like chased her, even though he was on fucking fire. I had a feeling as soon as they got to the roof, I was like, Oh, someone's falling off. Someone's fucking falling off. Well, you knew. Well, you and know what's funny? He gets covered in the flammable liquid, so you knew like he was going to be set on fire at some point. You know what's really funny, though? I didn't even think about this. Uh, back in 1980, we watched a film called New Year's Evil. 
We did. Which was a canon film also. Yes. Which also ended with a dummy falling off a roof. Yeah, it did. How does this end? The dummy falling off a roof. Epic. Hell yeah. You know what? You got to appreciate the, the ragdoll dummies falling off roofs. Will I... Some of if the... there's anything, you know, there's a lot of things that I find sad about, like, what CGI, what the overuse of CGI has done to cinema. And I can assure you, one of the things that I find sad is that now with the advent of CGI, ragdoll. we don't get dummies. So, and you don't get the fun, because I can imagine for a film crew, it's pretty fucking fun lighting a dummy on fire and throwing it off a yeah, fucking roof. because you have the people on the roof who have to actually light it on fire, and then some fucking intern has to throw it off. And then on the ground, you have your cameraman who actually has to film, like, the dummy from the roof falling to the ground. And, and I can guarantee you, like... You know for a fact that behind the cameraman, there's like a bunch of crew members just watching. They're just hanging out. They're, They're just, just hanging out and they watching. They want to watch that shit. And then as soon as the director yells "cut," I guarantee you, everyone's like, "Yeah!" Like, fuck who, yeah! Who in the right mind would not want to watch a like a dummy be set on fire and then thrown from a roof? Like, Lil, on their like filming schedule, I guarantee you, everyone's like, there's like a fucking like if they're having their schedule like on a paper, there's like day day like twenty dummy and everyone you know everyone wants to be on set the day that they light the dummy on fire and throw it I off would. the roof i'd be like oh, we're throwing the dummy off the roof today okay cool let's let, i'm gonna be fucking there because you know that they like they they dress up the dummy in the host in the doctor's clothing oh they're dedicated they i mean pants on like, and I then mean, someone has to, to make throw it, it off like guy, okay like they have to make it look like the dude <laughs> It's like anything where it's like they're falling off a cliff into the ocean or something like oh, that. Oh, it's great. Like, just fucking like lob a fucking, <laughs> lob a fucking dummy into the ocean. I, I just, you can appreciate it. I appreciate it. And it looks ridiculous. And it I looks ridiculous it. every time. And it's like, you can tell it's a dummy. Well, because everyone like, knows it. Everyone knows it. And the thing is like, another thing is like, you know, like, we don't need... You don't need a shot of the dummy going straight from the roof and smacking into the fucking ground and falling into pieces. But we have it, and I appreciate that. They're like, you know, you need to see this. You need to see this bitch hit the ground. Again, lizard brain appeased. That's what we need. It's just fucking fun to watch a dummy fly to the ground and smack under the ground so fucking hard <laughs> that it breaks apart. This whole and it looks movie like a person. is lizard brain appeasement. It really is. This is 90 minutes. Fever, dream, lizard brain appeasement. It's like you could have had a normal movie. Just a woman in a hospital. But no. But would would we have enjoyed a normal movie as much as we enjoyed this one? I don't think so. I think if this was like normal, it probably would have been boring. I think it still would have been fun. I mean, listen, I love slashers. So I still probably would have enjoyed it. But... But we wouldn't have gotten that like paranoia. You wouldn't have gotten... It's flavor. Yes. It's like, you know, we would have gotten a, a, like a steak. A, a decent, medium-cooked steak. But no, like, extra. Instead, we got, like, a well-seasoned, like, filet. Yes. You know? Like a bacon-wrapped filet. That's what we got. We got bacon-wrapped. Like, you know, it was... The bacon was perfectly crispy, and the, the meat was, like, still bloody. It's... It's flavor. And I appreciate that. They didn't need to add the flavor. Like, like, here's the thing. All that shit in the hospital is 
I'm not joking. It's 100% fucking pointless. Yes, it, it absolutely is because it goes nowhere. Like, I'm sure some fucking smug person out there would watch this movie and be like, this is literally pointless bullshit. And you know what? You're right. But I love that. It's great because it makes it not like not the same as any other movie. Like, did we need a weird ass scene where she gets completely naked and the weird doctor like pokes her? No, but we got it. Fuck it. Yeah. And it it made the movie like that much more entertaining. Did we need like every person at the hospital to be a fucking weirdo? Did we need it to be like a haunted house of fucking like hospital? Like, yeah, every patient in this hospital is like weird. Yes. I, there's like a throwaway scene where she's like walking through a hallway and there's like this person on a bench and they're like, kind of like, they're like kind of leaning over and their hair is like draped over their face. They look like a, it looks like something out of like, like the ring. Even like the nurses and stuff act weird. Oh yeah. Cause they're like super like impersonal and they're like, Detach. They're all detached and everything, and like all like just don't want to fucking be there. No, they're they're very happy to fucking restrain her though. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah the two strong arm nurses. Flavor. Yes. It's like as soon as like it's like as soon as our character walks through the doors of the hospital, it's like the movie switches into a new dimension, basically. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah, because it is kind of normal at first. I mean, except for the. First murder scene, but like, like everything else is like pretty normal. Like it's just a woman dealing with a fucking douchebag ex, yeah, and has a new boyfriend that's taking her to the hospital. And like, it's literally just like a two minute thing, and then we go into Weirdsville. <laughs> we just fucking go into like fucking like this weird fucked up like trippy like alternate reality horror fest. Will. Remember when horror movies were 90 minutes? I do. And you know what that meant? Is when your horror movie was mandated to be 90 minutes. You know what that meant? You better not waste your fucking time. (laughs) Remember when like slasher movies themselves were a thing? Oh, like every week? Yeah. There's a new one? I miss this shit. Um, I I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, here's the thing. We're going to have a lot more of these. And I'm fucking excited. But... I do feel a bit of like a almost like a hipster smugness about my love of this shit. Yeah. Because these movies got fucking shredded by like critics. Everyone said they were fucking horrible and like degrading and stupid. And for me, I watched them and I'm like, no, this is. I miss this shit. It's fun to just watch a horror movie that doesn't waste your fucking time. Remember when hor- that you just said it? Remember when horror movies were fun? Fun, not these serious, grim, dark, fucking. That's the thing. It's like, like you could, you know, once upon a time, you could have like a violent, R-rated horror movie, and these were violent, self-contained. I mind self-contained, you. self-contained. You know, violent R-rated horror movie, and somehow it was still fun. Yeah, and it didn't waste your fucking time. Even in the early thousands, they had it. They still had it for a while. Now we get, like, nothing. We get, like, Conjuring movies. Now we get ghost stories where, like, it's, like, PG-13. It's, like, haunted house shit. 
it's a haunted house. It's like all haunted house stuff. It's like no slashers. We don't like, unless you're watching indie shit, you don't really get like the atmospheric horror stuff. No. Or, um, well, um, well, don't forget. It's also, um, we get lots of, uh, ghost stories here based on a true story. Well, well, yeah. Because if they're grounded in reality, they're scarier. Okay. It's it's totally real. Well, yeah, it's not fake at all. I mean, don't, don't research it too much because you'll find they like were very liberal in the based on, um, (laughs) very fucking liberal on the based on the true story. Yeah. I was like, someone um, (laughs) heard a a pounding in the attic once and then you watch the movie. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's like way extreme. Okay, buddy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I could talk. I could rant about like how horror movies have kind of died, uh, unless you're watching indie horror movies, um, or or um, or your two douchebags in a basement who have a podcast that um, catches up to the '80s, and you're watching slasher movies, and you're like, oh, oh, right, we, fun. We we have our platform. We've made it. We've made our platform. I've, I've made it to what I fucking waited for. Here's our platform. <laughs> I am slasher fan. Hear me roar. I miss this shit. I do too. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, um, I I hope one day there's like a fucking revival of this. Yeah, I do too. But I really... when, now, when I say revival, I I don't mean like a bunch of hacks make remakes of like. No, because that's just cheap. It's cheap. Do like original shit. A new thing. Yes. Like we live. It's been. It's been so many years since the '80s. Like. So many new things have happened in the world. You could make a new fucking movie. Exactly. You can make a new kind of horror slasher movie. Yeah. They did. This fucking movie did. Like. Yeah, just do something new, original, horror-based that's not based on a true story just to do an original IP. Yeah. Or don't do a remake. No. Don't remake Nightmare on Elm Street. I know they already did. Again, we could go on and on and on about how fucking upset we are about new age fucking horror. But we need to get to shitty to pretty. So, um, what would you rate this? I know what (sighs) I'd give it. What would you give it? I'd give it a first. I'd give it a seven. Okay. And I thought about it and I was gonna give it a six because I Listen, I don't hate this movie, and it's it's weird as fuck, and I really enjoyed it, but it is the greatest fucking slasher movie I've ever seen. No. Absolutely not. No. Because there is some weird acting choices, and there's some... Like, you can nitpick it, but, like, you shouldn't. Just you enjoy really shouldn't. it for what it is. But I think a solid seven is probably where I'd put it. I would... Maybe that's too low, but I don't know. I'd I... give it an eight, um, because, like you said, it's not... It's not Friday the Thirteenth, which I mean, like if you if you ask me, like it, to distill slasher perfection, is the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Um, it, this it's not quite there. I just think I think they should have gone with more because they had original kills in this, right? I think they should have gone for more of that. Yeah, I mean, I will like, say like it's just a lot of the guys stabbing a person. Like, yeah, I will say this like. There's like a good amount of blood, but compared to like other slashers, especially eighties slashers, there's not a lot of like I don't know. It, it's and that's what I, I'm comparing. This it might to. sound like a weird thing to say, but I'm also saying this because I know our next movie. I think this movie could have been a little more mean. 
if that makes sense. Like mean-spirited? Because if you watch a Friday the 13th movie, when people die, it's it's fucking mean. Oh, it's brutal. Like, people get fucked. <laughs> and, uh, like, it's not, like, nice. It's not just some guy, like, stabbing no. them. It's, like... It's some, mean. It's, like, well, because you're watching a slasher, it's presumably the slasher is someone who enjoys killing like in those movies you literally get people like in gore in full gore detail like choking on their fucking blood as they're being murdered and like the killer is like going fucking into it like it it, like that's what i'm talking about it's fucking mean this not quite it ain't it ain't that i know this is like very early in the cycle yeah so obviously but again, I know what movie's coming next, so I'm. Oh, again, I'm sticking with my seven, just yeah. Because it's pre- fair, pretty much because of all the points you made. Because it, yeah, like, yes, it's like unique. Yes, it's kind of like weird. But as, it also definitely like solely basing it on like a slasher. I would say there's much better shit you could watch. No, there's more pure. But if you want some weird shit and some weird paranoia shit with a, with some fucking slasher mixed in, I would definitely say you could do worse than this, too. So. Yeah, because another thing, like... And, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, the, the crazy atmosphere, like, boosts it for me, because, like, if you if if you remove the atmosphere, like, I, I know, like, slashers aren't plot-heavy, but this movie especially is, is extremely thin on, like... Dude, if you removed all the paranoia stuff, it'd probably be like a five. It'd be like me. a five or a like, four because like, a, like it'd be such a meh. Because like, it, the characterization and like the plot is very thin. Well, it'd be like such a meh fucking yeah. like slasher film. It's like yeah, we've seen this before. Like it's fine, but it's not like a masterpiece. Yeah, I think they needed to add the fucking weird shit because to make it, it, it cool. It makes it its own thing. Yeah, at that point, because like, with most slashers, like the people who die. You get some sort of backstory. Yeah. So, like, when, like, they're fucking chopping down, like, the cast of the movie, you at least, like, get some, like, base level knowledge of who this these people a, are. You don't know who anyone is. But this is just, like, people show up on screen, die. You know, you know who, we know who two people are. Yeah. The Henry and fucking the main woman, that's it. Yes. We don't know any other people's side stories. Everyone else in this movie... We don't get any fucking flavor is a fucking, as far as the characters. Everyone else in this movie is a fucking stereotype, which in it, which in its own way... I think adds to the movie. It adds to the movie, but also it adds to the movie because, thankfully, atmosphere is lit. Yes. And, every, and the movie's weird. Yeah. So, X-Ray, go watch it if you're in the moods for some weird fucking horror shit. Um... It is Sla- on Prime. If you if you do want kind of just like a like a throwaway ninety minute slasher, you could do a lot worse than this. Oh, trust me, you could do a lot worse. Um, it's just I don't know it's it's fun. It's a night. It's ninety minutes of fun. You're not going to be disappointed if you like this kind of shit. Um, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Like you'll like the fucking paranoia and shit like that. And there's some weird shit going on. There's some like really cool imagery. So you're not going to be disappointed if you watch this movie. No, if you if you are like us. <laughs> Who knows? You'll, maybe you'll like really love it and go buy the Blu-ray. I mean, I, more power. I'm sure. I'm sure there's power, people like that. More power to you. I'm sure there's people that like think that movies we love are fucking stupid as hell. I'm sure there's someone out there who's like been dreaming of a movie like this to come along. There has to be. 
and you should probably someone that would give it a 10 out of 10 i guarantee it and if you are that person you should watch this movie go watch it go watch (laughs) x-ray um yeah that's all i have to say pretty much it's on prime go watch it all right so for they mostly come out at night (laughs) this has been will uh this has been alex and we will talk to you all later beep boop bye bye laud horror is dead (laughs) please Almost.